It's up there to be our symbol of what it means to live in Advent, to live as a people of expectation who maybe don't have all the answers, but know that we are here to look for them. The sermon text this morning is uh, one you'll recognize as one of the classic Christmas stories from the Gospel of Matthew, the first chapter. As I read this narrative to you, um, I want you to consider how this story of uh, Joseph and the naming of Jesus uh, might in some way uh, bring you to recall how you got your name. How did you get your name? Because I may be asking you to uh, share a little bit about that story with someone else today. This is like a test, okay? I'm going to be reading from Matthew, the first chapter, beginning at the 18th verse. Listen for the word of God. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, do not be, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. And all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Look, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God with us. And Joseph woke from the dream and did as the angel of the Lord had told him. He took Mary to be his wife. They had no marital relationships until she bore a son and he named him Jesus. Listen for the word of God, for the people of God. Watchman, tell us of the night, for the morning seems to dawn. Advent is about asking for directions, being willing to receive directions, 
Take just a moment, if you would, and consider this, that there was a day, there was a day before you were born when someone got the news that you were on your way. When they got this news, and I don't know how they received the news, there's all kinds of different ways that people are told that they're expecting. But I'll put before you that the response to this news that you're on your way runs the gamut everywhere from joy and elation to fear and uncertainty. All kinds of questions file into your head when you get the news that a baby's on its way. Not long after this news is delivered, somebody's going to ask the question, well, what are you going to name her? What are you going to name him? And oftentimes, these, these discussions take place as our advent. What are we going to... What's the name going to be? What's the name going to be? Sometimes it's not given to the day of birth. Sometimes people procrastinate and put it way off. The message of Advent, the gospel lesson this morning, the whole notion of this idea that we would be a people who would look outside ourselves to get a name, to get directions, to get hope. How does a person of faith respond when surprising or unsettling news comes their way? Where do you turn to for guidance? Now, you may know the story behind your name. How you got your name, who gave you your name. If you have a child, you can probably recall the story behind where they got their names. I just read to you sort of the backstory behind how Jesus got his name. And there's a lot in here, but it's not so much about this, the, um, all the names of Jesus. There's lots of sermons about all the names of Jesus. But I'm really wanting you to go to Joseph today. What was going on with Joseph that caused us to be a people who speak the name Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us? I'm going to ask you to do a little interactivity. I want you to either look forward or turn around in your pew, or you can tell the person next to you if they don't know what your name is and where you got it. Just a little bit of backstory. I'm going to give you two minutes. Ready? Go. <laughs> I'm named after Gary Cooper because my mom knew I'd be good looking. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I'm Phyllis, and I was named after my mother's best friend, I think. Phyllis was your mom's best friend. You have no idea why your name? No. There's no one What's your full name? Ronald. Middle? Wilson. You have no middle name? I have middle name is Gene. G-E-N-E. But I have no You have no Ronald Gene Wilson, and you do not know. I do not know. All right.
Uh, now I got I to gotta call you out, Ron. All right. All right. Now, Phil was asking us to pray. You all need to pray for Ron. He's up here. Ronald Wilson, Jane, Ronald Gene Wilson has no idea why, why he's named that. You just, you know, there's something beautiful about that too. You know, I don't know. You just came to me. Do you still use that name? Okay. So the, the yeah, there, I know there's a back, there, there's a backstory to these things that we received that somebody gave us that we didn't ask for. And yet, the name we have affects us and goes with us our whole life. Um, I'm particularly aware how the name Jesus has been a part of my life as long as I can remember. And, and in times of, of great distress, I speak that name. In times of great joy, I speak that name. Sometimes when I'm in, I say, oh, geez, oh, God, say that. Whoops. But that name, that name is like on my lips. And then I find out the backstory to the name was this fellow Joseph, a young man, a pious man, a, a spiritual person. He prayed regularly. He was a worshiper. He took his spirituality and his faith seriously. Jesus, God, his name was given to him by this faithful, spiritual, upstanding young man trying to do the right thing. His name was Joseph, and he, and he, and he, and he lived in Nazareth, and he was a part of his culture and a part of his society and we're given some insight into some of the things that were going on in his life at the time politically the place was a mess he was having to go to register to be taxed and I know that's a lot of fun uh, you know it wasn't easy to travel in those days just on and on and had a lot going on in his life and there's no doubt in my mind that when the news came to him that Mary was pregnant that his life got even more complicated. And they're heading to Bethlehem to be registered for this political thing so they can be taxed. I think it was a, a test for Joseph. I think there's a lot going on in his mind and the news of Mary's ex, Mary expecting brought to him a, a test to himself about, well, who, who am I? What kind of person am I? Uh, how am I going to make these decisions? This backstory to the naming of Jesus, probably not unlike your backstory, has some really interesting uh, characters and really interesting circumstances. I think Jesus' naming was every bit as interesting or conflicted as yours, exciting or fearful how do you respond when you find out that someone is expecting that you're going to have to provide a name the naming of Jesus tells us what goes on inside a person trying to be spiritual a faithful person what does it mean to be a faithful person, a person who strives after being motivated by love and faith to be confronted with some unsettling, uncertain news? What do we do? Well, 
as a whole, human beings, one of the things we like when we face uncertainty or, or have to decide what to do, we like to have rules, guidelines, traditions. These are helpful to us. We oftentimes ask questions, and that's really what, what I'm encouraging you in your advent to be a, a spiritual people who are willing to look outside yourselves for these answers. Now, in our culture today, there's lots of things that people ask when you're looking for direction. Um, you want rules, guidelines, you're kind of outside of the guardrails. One of the first questions people will ask is, well, is it legal? We live in a, in a society of laws. Is it legal? Can I afford it? Uh, how's it going to make me look to others one way or the other? Uh, a great one. What will my parents think? Right? What will my friends think? What will the people I care about their opinion think based on what I decide to do? What's popular? What's popular? What are other people doing? What's convenient? What's going to avoid possible conflicts? What's the path of least resistance? What's right? What's wrong? What would God have me do? Now, we don't want to live in a world where everybody who's willing to give you an opinion on what you ought to do then says, and God wants you to do it. Always run away. When somebody says, these are the rules, and these are straight from God's lips. That's not the kind of faith that Joseph had, not the kind of God that Joseph had. The God that we pursue is a God that comes to us in our soul, in our heart, from within us. We know what is right. Faithful people do not rely on themselves to control or determine what they're going to make of their lives. Faithful people are people who actively look outside of themselves for guidance. You are in church today. You are here striving to be faithful people. You are here looking for some guidance outside of your own brilliance on who you want to be and how you got to act, whether it's naming a child or what you're going to have for dinner. That's what faithful people do. The song that I sang after the scripture, this song about the watchman and the tower and the traveler, is the context of Advent that we are faithful people on a journey of faith. And in that journey of faith, we are a people who by our presence are saying we acknowledge we're not going to find our own answers. We're going to look outside ourselves. So we call up to the watchman say, watchman, what of the night? What of the perils? What of these decisions that have to be made? Can you give me some guidance? And every time the watchman sings, the message is the dawn is coming. Light is on its way. Do not be afraid. Take the next step, for you will be met with goodness and light and grace and hope. Don't be afraid. And so we continue on this journey, striving to do the right thing. The watchman tells us, just like the angel told Joseph, Joseph, don't be afraid. Take this child. Name this child Jesus. 
this happened in a dream. And I want to know, I've asked myself, but I want to know, when's the last time you woke up and you did something in your life, not based on whether it was legal or whether you could afford it or whether other people would think about it or whether it went with the right style, but because an angel told you in a dream? That's a bit obscure. I'm not sure I trust people who make decisions like that. And yet in the end, that's the world I want to live in. I want to live in a world where faithful people make decisions not based on rules or laws or guidelines or traditions, not whether on, on whether they can afford it or what other people will think. I want it to be on a world where people have visions about who God is and what love looks like. And sometimes when we're tested, like Joseph was tested, he chose to follow the instructions of a dream. See, the good news of the gospel of Jesus is that God will be with us. The light is dawning. The watchman saying, keep going on your journey. Do not lose heart. Do not lose faith. You may have opinions. You may have options on how you want to live your life. Certainly other people do. But the message of Advent, the message of Christmas, this story from the gospel of Matthew says, choose the way of faith. Choose to name this child Jesus by faith. Call on the name of Jesus by faith. Let his name be on your lips. Let his name be in your heart. Let his name be the one you cry out to, you pray to, you give thanks to. When you're angry, it's okay. You, if you use that name, let that name be on your lips, knowing that in the name of Jesus, we are a people who claim that God is coming to us. And love wins in the end. And this doesn't mean that, that everything's going to come easy in your life if the name of Jesus is on your lips. It doesn't mean it's going to come easy. It doesn't mean that, that, that you're not going to be tested. You will be tested. It doesn't mean that you won't have doubts. You'll have doubts. But one of the things I love about the name of Jesus, because it's been on my lips since as, since as long as I can remember, is when the doubts come, my tongue and my mouth still know how to speak the name Jesus. It may not be from my head, but it came from my heart, from that place where Joseph met the angel, that dream. And by faith, he named the child Jesus and in the naming, <clears throat> uh, Joseph's life still remained complicated. We're going to tell the story next week of what happened after Jesus was born. It doesn't mean it's, it, that your life is completely un uncomplicated or you're not going to need help or redemption or salvation. But the name of Jesus is the name where we proclaim to the world that while I do need help and I do need redemption and I do need guidance and I'm willing to ask for help, I believe it will come. I believe the dawn is breaking. I believe that love is on its way. And so I speak the name given to a pious young man in a dream. And from that day to this, the name of Jesus has been a source of hope. The advent of God means that God will give you the guidance 
the direction, the hope, the meaning, the purpose. But best of all, God will give you a name to put to all these qualities of love that we believe in. And we call it Jesus, the Messiah, the Holy One. Look, the light is shining in the darkness. The darkness will not overcome it. The dawn is breaking. Walk into the light. Amen.